Hey, what's up, Blazer fans? Welcome to We Have a Take, the what podcast where we have a take and so can you. I am Tara Bowen Biggs and I am joined as always by my lovely co-host Cassidy Gimmick. Cassidy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm very excited for regular season basketball and be basketball. Can you even believe it? Hey. That we're here? <laughs> like, it, it oddly feels like it's been the same amount of off season just because like time doesn't move anymore but then you like think about how soon ago technically by actual time standards like a calendar it has been and you're like oh wow this is a short off season but then also it's also been 10 years since basketball's been played so who knows i know it's it's so confusing i had a conversation with somebody today where she was uh telling me about something that happened at se- in september and i was like oh like so just recently and she was like, no, I meant last September. <laughs> I was like, wait, what month is it? I don't even know. <laughs> and yeah. I, the worst, I woke up on Saturday and it took me like five minutes to figure out what day it is. On a Saturday. I mean, that's me every day of the week. Now I'm just like, I don't know. Where's time and space? I have no idea. Like, I don't know where I exist. I am a, in a plane of weirdness. Um which will hopefully be slightly better in 2021. Um, who's to say though? <laughs> so, um, should well, we should our- we get started with a little bit of an icebreaker? Should we continue with our basketball memories with people and places at <laughs> with people? Just basketball <laughs> memories with people, not places and things and other things and categories of 20 questions. Um, yes. <laughs> and I have a I have one that involves you and it does involve people and places. Um and it's not the night Nurkic broke his leg. Um okay. <laughs> I know it's like cuz you like that's a really strong memory but we're going to focus on the happier funner ones. Um this is so long ago and it's not directly basketball related but many 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 moons ago uh you and i were in st louis at the same time for the robotics world championship oh, we were indeed it was for first robotics and kareem abdul jabbar was a special guest do you remember that i definitely do remember this and you got to be like down on the floor or close mm-hmm. to him so for listeners Cassidy and I are both her Cassidy's family is uh super important to the or ha, and has been for years to the robotics community. Uh shout out Kathy, we love you. Um but anyway, we that's that's how we met and uh we were at a competition. It was the World Championships in St. Louis and that year the challenge the kids who made robots were supposed to like stack crates on top of each other and they got points for having the highest crate. Well, what happens when you get a bunch of robotics kids together is they immediately figure out how to push the rules to like the farthest limit that they possibly can. Well, they push them rules. They did. And because they got points for how high their crates were, instead of stacking them on top of each other, like everybody thought they put them on scissor lifts and shot them like 20 feet in the air. And it was nuts. (laughs) And that year, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, bar was like a special guest and when they had the finals round do you remember they put a ladder up and it was the the crates were so tall they had to put kareem abdul to bar on the ladder in order to be able to measure them yeah that was I mean, such a weird thing yeah i never thought i'd see kareem abdul jabbar on a ladder trying to measure how high a robot built by teenagers was lifted in the air but, you know, a lot of things happen at robotics competitions that you might not necessarily think are going to happen in your life. Like when I walked up to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at that tournament and said, I mean, I'm a lifelong Blazers fan and I really hate the Lakers, but I do respect you. And he looked at me like I was insane. And then I was like, but I really like the book you wrote because that's part of the reason he was there. And it was... I mean, he laughed, so at least, I mean, he had respect for my intense fandom where I had to be like, but I do hate the Lakers. Um, Oh my god. That's so so good. I, 
I love it. Oh my gosh. So that's my uh, share. That's my memory. Oh my one of my strongest memories of you. And also just because it was, it was so long ago. I mean, were you still in high school at the time? It was really long time ago. Yeah, it was either and high school or my freshman year of college. And I have so. the cutest picture of you and your mom there. I'll have to send that to you so you can see it again. Nice. <laughs> so how yeah. about you? Um, so it's funny. Mine's another shared one with you, but it is the time we were in Denver with a group of what Blazer fans, uh, Women Hoops and Talks Blazer fans, and we were going to see the Blazers and Denver, and there was a slight elevator incident, same year as the Blazers in the elevator, so it was a lot for us. Um, but we made it, and uh, I think one of my favorite parts of that game, as crazy as it was, we flew to Denver, and there was a person sitting three rows in front of us, who was on my basketball team in middle school in Portland. And it was just like this weird full circle of basketballness and on a traveling adventure. And so much fun was had in that, that, uh, that trip. So, Oh my God, that is such a good one. And I have developed very, very strong feelings about Denver and the Denver arena, which were, uh, reinforced in the most recent Blazers, uh, preseason games which we'll get yeah. about in a minute but i want to pause about what you said about the uh, the elevator that was so funny so just to remind people it was the year that the blazers had gotten stuck in the elevator in between floors at like i don't know rice university or somewhere yeah <laughs> and they were they were like live streaming <laughs> them being stuck in the rescue they made the granola bar because obviously you take care of your mvp first <laughs> <laughs> then when we were in the arena, we, God, can you even remember how crowded that was and how many people there were that were all breathing all over each other? Oh, my God. I know. I think back of that and I'm like, oh, my God. I know. The germs involved know. in seeing people. But we got on the elevator to go upstairs and the, uh, the alarm started to go off and we jumped off that elevator so Fast. The second it opened, we were like, no, we won't take the elevator. We're not going down this way. <laughs> this will not be us. Blazer fans don't do well in elevators, apparently. Um, please let us off. So. <laughs> that, was a, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, we have made it to another wonderful and amazing playlist episode, haven't we? Um, which we're pretty excited about. But I think before we get to our wonderful playlist... I think we need to do a big thank you to everyone who has subscribed as we've switched over here to Blue Wire Hustle and have given us some ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. Um, so make sure to subscribe to Blue Wire Hustle Podcasts. Follow us. Find us on Twitter. Do all the things. Rate us. Review us. Tell us how it's going. Tell us things you want to hear. Tell us about icebreakers because you know we need icebreakers always and forever. I know we're new over here at Blue Wire Hustle, but we've been doing icebreakers for a long time on the other podcast. So, uh, the more icebreaker do is, the better. Um, Tara's gonna have to stop me from talking <laughs> about icebreakers now. <laughs> no, I'm just so glad that I found somebody who likes icebreakers uh, as much as I do. But also, yes, reiterate, thank you so much to everybody who has uh, found our new podcast feed. It was like you know, like, you know, Blazer's Edge was a great place to be, and they had a really great built-in following, and so we had to start from scratch. So everybody who has found us and has supported us, thank you so, so, so much. We just really are grateful that you are listening to us and giving us a chance to talk about the Blazers. And like you said, guess what? It's time for our playlist. I love doing these playlists with you. These are so fun. Yeah. So for those who haven't heard a playlist episode before, we're going to find random things about the season or events or players or whatnot. Tonight it's going to be very blazer focused. Um, but we do a playlist and we find songs that we think match whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can listen to them throughout the season and we have put them up on our YouTube channel. Yes, and people can follow them. And also, please let us know if you have a song that hits you as just right for the 2021 season. Okay, first of all, let me just get it out of the way. It's the 2021 season. It's not the 2020-2021 season. 
I really wanted it to start in January so it could just be 2021 with no, like, or just the 21 season. Wouldn't, won't that be nice when we can just say, you know, like one number? But right now, of course, it's the, if we wanted to call it, like, it's by its full name, it would be the 2020-2021. But we're doing the 2021 season, the NBA playlist. Can I start? Is that okay? Okay. Um, the one I want to start with is um, by Tom Petty, and it's The Waiting. Because as we all know, for fans, The Waiting is the hardest part. And I think this year, The Waiting has been the hardest of all the hardest, hardest waitings. <laughs> it's true. Even though it's been a shorter waiting, it's been the hardest of waitings, for sure. Well, do you remember that we were recording when they shut the NBA down. I mean, I think you 37 were still, years ago. You were still sick, I think, at that time. Yeah, I still had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if anybody wants to hear my delirious podcast, you guys can find the one from March on the other side and uh, listen to me do podcasting while having COVID. Um, I'm just, I'm just so grateful that you are okay. Um, you know, that you have um, come through and I know that, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. If you didn't want to talk about that, uh, we can cut that out if you want. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, we were talking, uh, as we were watching with, we had one eye and I on the game and the whole situation happened. And I think that was like the moment that everybody, um, started to think that it was real. And our friend Rudy Gobert was patient zero. I say our friend and I was like making little quotation marks. Um, do you think that with his, you know, I mean, I feel like at the time he was really in the crosshairs for like his behavior and everything in the time. But I feel like at this point people have pretty much moved on. But am I wrong about that? I mean, my husband still gets mad at him every time he's on the TV, but I don't know if we're just extra sensitive in this household. Um, but I think it's interesting that he didn't sign a max contract or said he didn't want to because uh, I think he probably wants out of Utah. But I don't know. I'm I'm not quite over it, but I, I probably should be over it. I mean, we all needed to learn and we all learned from an experience. So I'm going to take it as a learning experience and hold no major grudge against yeah. <laughs> uh, Rudy Gobert. Well, when you think about it, like, there's always that part of the season, like, starting in January where players always get sick. That's just how it always is. That's when they start, like, missing games because they've got a bug or a, a bug goes through the team. I always, every year, I would, I would always be like, oh no, who's gonna get sick first? Um, so, you know, who knows how much, how many people were even sick before then. So. Anyway, so yes, the waiting is the heart of the waiting by Tom Petty is my first entry. What do you want to go with? So I'm thinking this is we have here one second. I'm gonna take the collar off my dog so he stops making lots of noise. Watson, come here. Watson, he's so cute. Now he's gonna run all over the place. Yeah, but you can't hear him as much. Um, so for me, I'm gonna go with for starting the season off. We have Nurk and Hoodie back, and I mean, I know we saw them in preseason, but it's not the same thing. And I thought the perfect song for these two coming back would be by a Blazer super fan, Katie Lang, and mm-hmm. I'm going with "Luck in My Eyes." Um, all about kind of. Sweeping past that pain and that suffering. <laughs> the dog is My dog is now making weird noises. Um, okay. Um, so sweeping past that pain, sweeping past that last year and kind of saying, take all my sorrows, cast away those worries, bring it on. I mean, that's not in the song, but, you know, you get the gist. So it's all about moving on and who better to sing it than a Blazers fan. I think it's such a fun and interesting development that Katie Lang is a Trailblazers super fan. <laughs> like, where did that even come from? I want to get a hold of her and talk to her so bad and find out how she ever became a Trailblazer fan. So if anybody knows, if Katie Lang, if you're listening, please come on the podcast. 
We'd be very grateful. Tell us how on earth a Canadian singer became such a huge fan of the Portland Trailblazers. But I love it. Yeah. Well, you you brought up, you know, kind of moving on. And the next song that I have kind of has to deal with moving on from the preseason. Because I think we kind of need to talk about the preseason, even if we maybe don't want to. Uh, and the song that I have is uh, The Kinks' uh, State of Confusion. Because I am so confused after what I just saw in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? So part of me wants to say that it's like, hey, it's preseason. It was relaxed. It was trying certain things out on the court in small increments and not really playing a whole game. But then the other half of me is like, it was a four-game preseason in the quickest, like, training camp to to op- game opener or opening night ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of need to be kicking it into high gear a little bit. But I think we're going to find out a lot more when the Blazers play in their first regular season game. And I think maybe we're going to see lineups maybe they we didn't see that make more sense. I don't really know. Um, at one point I was just like, okay, so it's preseason. So, like, I'm not going to pay too much attention because I'm just going to pay attention to the fun things. So that's kind of where that was for me. <laughs> I paid attention to what was going right for us, which wasn't a lot in a lot of those games, but there were things. Yeah, were there? <laughs> no, I uh, I was um, I listened a lot to um, let's see Mike Richmond, who does the Locked On Blazers podcast. He spoke very extensively about the new defense that the Blazers are going to be playing. And he talked about, you know, obviously it was a combination of things. It wasn't just, Oh, they were trying out a new defense. That's what they, that's why they look like they did. Um, But he talked about how they're now, um, they used to do drop coverage all the time. And so now they're scooching up and how that just didn't seem to be uh, yet part of <laughs> an easy part of what they were doing. Um, he also, let's see, what else did he talk about? I mean, basically, yeah, it is preseason. Um, I mean, I just, I was just kind of worried cause it just seemed kind of lackluster. And like, yeah. I hate talking about effort because I don't know what is going through people's mind. I mean, yeah. so I, I hate to say, Oh, they didn't look like they were playing, but I have a theory, which maybe, Gives the Blazers a little bit more <laughs> of, a, of a pass, although I don't want to give them completely a pass. I've never seen a more depressing place than that Denver arena. It was. It really is. It was so depressing. And I was like, oh, that's how Denver is going to get an edge this year. <laughs> They're going to have the most depressing arena. There was no color in it. It was completely gray. Yeah. The lighting and- is awful. Like, <laughs> fix it, please, Denver. There was nothing. And I just like, um, like is, 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 are, are they going to have any sort of like fun activity, sort of lights or flashing or anybody? And like even their sweatsuits were gray, which blended into the gray seats and you couldn't even see them. And I was just like, what is going on? Like they're trying to like demoralize everybody. That's how they're going to win. Oh, I remember the other thing that Mike Richmond talking about is that this particular matchup with Denver was just like a straight up not good matchup, especially for the type of defense that they were trying. That doesn't really address what happened in the second Sacramento game. Um, but you know, but the last game of preseason can really be like, you're like, okay, we don't care game of preseason. I feel like maybe cause you're like, we're going to rest, but not but your like, second game. I mean, that was the second Sacramento game was a was a rough matchup too. I mean, they came out looking so promising. I don't, I, I don't want to dwell on it, but it's I I don't think we can not I I don't think we can ignore it. You yeah. know, um, I I just yeah I don't think we can ignore. I think it. There's Let's also a lot of new pieces and no no real long training camp. So that's you a gotta great point. learn to. 
you got to learn to work with each other fast. And you may not actually know where each other will be on the court. So I think it makes it a little bit more difficult for that reason. Yeah. I guess I just thought, you know, ever people have been talking so long about adding a guy like Robert Covington that I got a little bit ahead of myself thinking that because people have wanted him so long, he was going to naturally fit in as if he'd been here this whole time, which obviously he has not. And it takes a little bit of time to work it. Yeah. So you got to know a player. I am in a state of confusion over what just happened. (laughs) Well, I mean, there was a bright spot to the, the preseason and I would say that that bright spot is the wonderful and amazing Harry Giles. Um, in the short time we've known you, we have come to love you so much. Um, and for the player, I expect to just break free this season. Uh, I'm picking this song also by an artist who's had quite the week, Ariana Grande. <laughs> and I'm expecting an even bigger breakout season for Giles this year because... Uh, this part, okay, wait, let's figure this, this, let's figure out a little bit of the beat on this song here so we can figure this part out where he, where they talk about this part, when I say I don't want you, and I'm talking about setbacks and injuries, I'm stronger than I've been before. Uh, this is the part where I break free, cause I can't resist it no more. Because Harry Giles is gonna have a breakout season and everyone's gonna be like, what was Sacramento thinking? How did they not wine and dine this guy better? Um, so, that's where I'm going. We're going with Break Free by Ariana Grande for the Harry Giles that we've come to know and love in a short time, and I'm ready for this season because it's going to be fun. I am also very excited about Harry Giles, and I'm especially excited about Harry Giles because you and two other friends, Lindsay and Rose, oh my God, the three of you got together and bought me a cameo of Harry Giles, which was like the sweetest, best Christmas present ever. So I put it on my Twitter if no, if people haven't seen it. But the best part about it is I don't know how it works, but I'm sure that you guys gave him the idea to say something about the Hallmark Channel because I love the Hallmark Channel. And as he was doing his little script, you could just see the point where his brain was like, what? <laughs> Why am I talking about the Hallmark Channel? But he was such a great sport. Yeah. And it's just, it feeds into what Jill was telling us about just how beloved Harry Tiles is and what a great personality he is. Yeah. I mean, he knocked it out of the park. So he was amazing. What do you think is going to be the key to seeing him actually getting playing time? I don't think it's going to be that hard in reality. Um, if Cantor plays like Cantor played in the preseason, I think Harry Giles is going to get minutes. Yeah. Um, if Nurk plays the way Nurk played in parts of that preseason, I think Harry Giles is going to get minutes. And I think there might be a slight change, and I, it's hard to say this after just four preseason games, but it seems like, especially with the way we saw Terry Stotts kind of just take aside guys during some of those games and be like, what are you doing? What is going on? It's clear there is a winning man- mentality already from preseason. Um, and so I think, I think that there might be more pulling players out this year quicker after they repeat a mistake instead of getting it to three times. I think we're not going to see more than two times a lot of the time with players where the roster is so deep. Like, there are positions that we just have so much talent that, like, if you're not up to the, you're not up to the game that day, then next. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing for a team because sometimes you're on a good night, sometimes you're on a bad night. And if you can maintain the chemistry, even though that is happening, I think you're kind of in for magic. I tell you, I previous to the first Denver game, I had sort of been like, oh, you know, take your time coming back, Zach Collins. The Blazers are rich with forwards. And then I was like, Oh my goodness, maybe we could use all of the, <laughs> all of the center and forwards that we can, uh, possibly have because, um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen Stotts lay into any player like he did on Yusuf Nurkic and like they held the camera on it <laughs> while Stotts was giving him a piece of his mind. And, uh, you know, I mean, it makes sense with what, again, um, Mike Richmond was saying that it seems to be like the bigs are like part of the major part yeah. of the change of the new defensive scheme. And so it makes sense that the bigs were the ones who looked more lost than anybody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've changed my tune to like, yeah, it'll be good to have uh, Collins back as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, and we can always use that hair. So yeah, the perfect yeah, hair. But we were talking about Harry Giles. I am super excited to see what he can do as a passer, and so excited for that. I'm excited for just like the young players in general who mm-hmm. seem to have like are like reviving passing. And maybe it never went away, and I'm just mm-hmm. noticing it more now. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I've always said I got a passion for passing. So let's let's keep it up, young guys. Let's keep passing because, darn it, if it's not the most beautiful aspect of the game. All right. So moving on from Harry Giles and Ariana Grande. Um, I always say Grande. It's Grande. Is it Grande or is it Grande? Okay. It's like I thought I was talking about like Starbucks lattes for a minute there. I'm gonna go for another player. I'm sorry I brought up Starbucks. Um, <laughs> and this one is for Derek Jones Jr. and he, I got a double header for him. And this is classic Steve Miller, uh, Steve Miller band combo. Two songs. I think. I hope. Oh God. I hope. And I could be just. I could just be setting myself up to be crushed. But we've got Fly Like an Eagle. And big old Jed airliner because please somebody figure out how to throw a lob on this team <laughs> because Derek, Derek Jones Jr. wants to catch them and put them in. And I figured out one thing, I think it should not be Damon CJ. Damon CJ should not ever be expected to throw lobs because they don't know how to miss. Like, they don't know how to not be shooting the ball. And I don't want them to learn how to not shoot the ball. I want them, when they're shooting the ball towards the basket, to be shooting it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just afraid that, like, if they're concentrating too much on throwing lobs, it's going to take away from what they're really best at. So who Mm -hmm. else do you think? I want to see Carmelo Anthony have 30 assists. And I want 28 of those to be Derek Jones Jr. Love. <laughs> 30 assists in the, like the first half of the season or in the whole season? No, or? in a game. Oh. <laughs> I'm not Blazers. joking. Like I want, I want that to just be like a conveyor belt. I want it to keep going around. <laughs> like I will take an entire half of just Derek Jones Jr. Lobs. Just Carmelo to Derek just, Jones Jr. Lobs. Just Pick a short team to do it against, and you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it against Jokic, but, like, you know, find a small ball team and let's go. Yeah. Because he can fly over them. Yeah, he could fly like an eagle, some might say. Yeah, or a jet airliner. Or, like, a big jet airliner. Yeah, I just, I really want to see him. But, you know, we were talking last time about things that we thought would change and wouldn't change. We talked about transition being the thing most likely to change and also about the number of assists the Blazers get as being the thing that is probably not going to change as much. (laughs) And that seems to have held true. And I guess that's just how it's going to be. Harry Giles to Derek Jones Jr. (gasps) Yes, Harry or Gary. Maybe Gary could do some... You know, did you notice that in a couple, I can't remember if it was the third game, if it was one of the Denver games, that um, it must have been that, that the Gary was bringing up the ball more. Like, he looked like he was bringing up the ball and not just bringing up the ball, not not in transition, but like bringing it up and setting up plays. So I was yeah. like, hmm. Someone studied. That's the thing about Gary Trent Jr. is like a lot of guys will work out. A lot of guys will do all that. And he does all that. But he studies the game so much. Like, I feel like that's just what he likes to do in his free time. 
and his work time and all the time. And so, and I'm all for it. Like that basketball IQ is worth so much. And when you're as athletic as he is and just as determined as he is, I think that's on, that's real hard to stop. And I think the way Gary clearly is soaking up all that he can from the mm-hmm. veterans on the team, you know, we've got the example of Damian Lillard who every year comes up with something new. And I see Gary taking that on and doing the same thing. And I could see him being like, oh, they don't think I'm a ball handler or a facilitator. I could, I could do a little bit of that. I could take that on. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I guess speaking of Gary, um, I'm ready for all of the Gary Trent Jr. greatness that could possibly happen in this entire season, whether that is on the court or off the court or in an airplane bathroom. <laughs> um, I'm here for more bathroom shoots, and I'm hoping for them. I'm waiting for all the photo shoots, um, just all of them with Gary Trent Jr., also anything Gary Trent Jr. does. Um, and that being said, I just imagine those bathroom photo shoots, and I just imagine Gary walking out and then being like, Gary, are you doing a photo shoot in the airplane bathroom again? And Gary just turns around and goes, oops, I did it again. And that's Gary Trent Jr.'s song for me now. So thanks, Britney Spears. Um, I imagine him with the full Britney attitude with, oops, I did it again. And he's going to do it again and again with our hearts because Gary Trent Jr., you're going to stay here in Portland. I know it. I know Clutch is just like, you're just like, hey, I signed with them so I can just keep signing in Portland and the new Adidas deal. Adidas is in Portland. I mean, why would you leave? So um, stay forever and forever have that Britney attitude and never let them dampen your shine when it comes to bathroom photo shoots. <laughs> never. Keep it Never. up. Always. I was so relieved and I don't know if it, you know, based on absolutely nothing that I know about anything, but for some reason, the three stripe deal, like, made my, some of my anxiety go away. Uh, I don't, I don't know why, but may, partly because maybe that's the same company that Dame is signed with. Yeah. And I can just imagine the, the collab because like, Dame, you've got all that. Dame's got that one set of really awesome assets to a shoe brand and to a company like Adidas. And then Gary has kind of a different set of offerings um, with his artistic kind of style and mm-hmm. is more leaning towards that. And so I feel like a collab between the two of them could just bring two amazing worlds together and just fully round out an amazingness of a line or I don't know. I I know I look real fashionable for anybody watching on our YouTube channel with my um, business journal uh, item of the year and my uh, WNBA sweatshirt, <laughs> but I, I don't know very much about fashion. So. But you know what I do know about fashion is that Gary has it. Like I serious, I seriously think he could be like a really great model. He clearly loves the camera. I mean, not just because of the bathroom shoot in the big old Jen airliner, but also just like he seems to just really, you know, love the camera. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Lee got some amazing shots on that media day. And if you have not looked at his photos of those amazing dunks and moody, shadowy shots, you really need to take a look. Mm hmm. Well, you you brought up the his clutch, you know, be signing with clutch, and you know, we all know now that like Gary's gonna be a free agent uh, at the end of the. Is he gonna be a free agent or a restricted free agent? We gotta look that up. I, I had it straight, but like so many days have passed since I had it straight. But while you are looking it up, thank you very much. Um, I have a Gary Trent song for our playlist, and that is uh, from the great Dolly Parton. Well, it's Dolly's version of Love Will Keep Us Together because I really like I'm I'm worried that uh, Gary is I don't know what's in his heart. I don't know what he has his sights set on, but I could see somebody like him having his sights set on the bright lights in the big city and the big market and, you know, all the attention like that. But I think that um, 
love for the city, the short commute time to Adidas, um, the love of his teammates. I'm just hoping the love that his dad played for this team. Right, because Will does not pretend that he played for any other team ever. Never. (laughs) I think love's going to keep us together. I really do. I agree. I think so. And he is a restricted free agent, so that helps. Okay. That's right, because uh as a restricted free agent, um we we're gonna the things. Blazers are gonna oh someone's gonna mess with the Blazers and send sign him to something just astronomical and the Blazers are going to rightfully so match it, but it's gonna yeah. be a lot of money. But good for Gary. I don't care. Reach a luxury tax. It's Gary Trent Jr. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um well, I mean I don't have a transition for this one. <laughs> That's quite all right. That's quite the transition. Um, but I think, I mean, pre-preseason, it was clear the national media was sleeping on the Blazers. I mean, look at this roster. And personally, I think it makes Tara and I feel a little bit more comfortable, our semi-superstitiousness. Um, we kind of like it when everybody just doesn't believe in us because then we prove them wrong and we can, you know, it just makes life a little less stressful. But I know that there's one guy who is completely out to change that narrative, and that is the letter O. Damien Lillard or Dame Dalla. Um, this playlist just wouldn't be complete without a Dame Dalla song, and I say we add They Sleep because the national media is sleeping on us and Dame is not going to let it happen. <laughs> nice. I'll take it. I mean, the I, you know, your point about us being a little superstitious, like, yeah, I feel like the more attention is on our uh, little community out here, like, I don't want it. I just, I want them to go through. I mean, I, for Dame's sake, I want it because I want him to be voted in as an all star. So I don't, I guess I can't have both. I and can't he should have, be MVP. So I mean, oh, yes. Well, that's, we're going to need some media attention. Yeah, I know. But, I but just, maybe not for like the first 15 games. Yeah. <laughs> While they work out that new defense. <laughs> yeah. Just give us a little time for the bigs to figure out where they're supposed to be on defense. But, uh, shout out to Chris Haynes for always having the Blazers highly rated. He had the, the ESPN rankings came out and he had them ranked. Or no, yeah. it wasn't. Chris Haynes is the only ESPN person I just recognize at this point um, today, <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, Got him number two. Which I think is their ceiling. Like, I don't think, I mean, sure, maybe they could reach for number one because a lot of things could happen. But I think realistically, um, four or three is where I would hope to see the Blazers finish. And then two would be like, oh, amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Is that what you think? Yeah. Okay. I have, I have like one more song. Um, there's a few more, but I don't want to go over them too long because we've got some takes to report. So oh, I'll yeah. do my my last one, and then you can uh, do the ones that you want to do. But this one is uh, for Dame and Nurk. And, like, it's funny because I feel like we don't really talk about Damien that much because he's just, like, such a given. He's just, like, part of the air that we breathe. Like, yeah. <laughs> Damien Lillard's greatness is, like, granted. Like, do we even need to talk about it? He's, like ubiquitous he's everywhere but um i it was tough to see nurkic struggle in the preseason games and it was tough to watch terry stotts yelling at him but then i saw a photo that was taken by team photographer bruce ely where there was a an assistant coach who had both his arms around nurkic and it was just like i i feel like since his grandma died. I just, I feel like he, I don't. And his again, grandpa. Again, his grandpa died too. Oh my gosh. So I mean, I don't like. I said I don't know his heart. I don't know what's in his heart. But that's gotta hurt. That's gotta just be so painful. And we know that when he came to Portland, he immediately bonded with Damien, and Damien was able to help him find his place. And I think Damien can, you know, help him do it again. I mean. This pandemic has been hard on everybody. We're all struggling. 
and you know for somebody to lose two people that are so close to him and also be in the spotlight and have all these expectations on him i just i i really feel for nurkic anyway to get to my song it's really for damien but it's about nurkic and it's he ain't heavy he's my brother um it's just a lovely i think kind of you know tune about uh you know taking care and I think that uh, this team is well equipped. I think there's other teams in the NBA who are going through all kinds of wackiness who are not nearly as equipped as the Blazers uh, to handle what's going on. Houston, we're looking at you. Can you imagine? I mean, that just wouldn't ever happen in what's going on in Houston, you know, because that, that starts with the owner and then it just devolves from there. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Paul Style. I feel so bad for their new head coach. For him yeah. to have been thrown into this. I feel bad for John Wall, too. Like, you return to the court after how long, and then it's just like, let's talk more about this. Let's focus on this instead of basketball. And John Wall's got to be like, but basketball is kind of what I do, and I want to play it. And I would rather us talk about basketball. Yeah. Um. And now there's so, all this other stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. But um, we've reached out to a bunch of people for some hot takes, and uh, we got some. Uh, and I think we're going to share those hot takes from Twitter today because we asked for everyone to give us their best take. We have a take. We don't care if they're hot, they're cold, they're lukewarm. We just want takes because um, we have them, and you can too. Uh, so, Tara, you want to give read some people's takes? Sure. Okay, so I will start with uh, Theo B, which is, who is at Theo3PTB. And Theo says, last night on Shots Fired, I believe that's Theo's podcast. Um, last night on Shots Fired podcast, I said Dame Lillard MVP, Portland related. Robert Covington will have a huge impact. And Duke combined Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Blazers may have one of the best bench second units. And we got three Dukies. I know. I approve. Because Giles is the Dukie. I know. I can't believe how many Duke players are uh, have just been through this system. I know. It's eight-year-old me's dream. I mean, there's so many Duke players all over the place, but it feels like there's been a lot. There's a lot on this team. I've been trying to figure out if it's the most ever, so on a one NBA team. So oh, if anybody great. knows that fact, I've been trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out if there's a Chicago team that has more, but someone let me know. Um, anyway, I like all of those takes. Yeah, I enjoy all of that. I mean, Dame MVP. Okay, I'm just gonna keep saying that because it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it into existence. Yes, yeah, speak it into half. existence. By the yeah. way, I listened to Lavar Ball on Kevin Durant's podcast. It was amazing. It was so interesting. Like I've kind of gone kind of deep on Kevin Durant. These days, because he's just really fascinating to me. And like the last year that he spent off, I think it's possible that he may have shown a lot. I mean, obviously, everybody grows in a year. Everybody changes from what they were, you know, from a year. But I guess this kind of I'm jumping ahead to my hot take. And I don't know if it's even hot anymore. People are telling me it's not a hot take at all. But I think the Nets are going to be really, really good. I think the Nets are going to come out of the East, and I think Kevin Durant's going to be MVP. Yeah. Um, I think Dame's going to be MVP, but, I mean, I think the Nets have a really good shot of coming out I of the East. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Dame MVP. <laughs> it's Dame okay. MVP. I mean, someone else has to say something else, but don't worry, I won't. Um, I just think he's going to be... I just think he's going to be I mean, really I watched the first few minutes of that uh, opening game, and... Uh, He's not looking hesitant at all. Well, and I think that he's never really – I mean, I don't really know enough about what the OKC situation was like, but he's never really been the leader of the team. And I think he's gotten to a point where he could be the leader on the team and a team with an engaged and active and focused Kevin Durant just scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah. The other thing I kind of think about that team is – they're going to be a team that nobody quite understands from an outside perspective. And I think there's going to be a lot of, like, chatter about things that are happening on that team or with players. But, like, no one really knows what's going on with any given team or players at this point. And so I think 
they're kind of like this mystery team in a lot of ways because we haven't really seen them. We haven't seen this lineup. Who knows what Steve Nash is going to do besides not keep his mask on. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Steve Nash, it goes over your nose and your mouth and you don't take it down to scream. We need to wait till CJ sees him. Yeah, C- come on, CJ. CJ will put him in, put him yeah. in order. Mask goes on. Coach. All right, I'm sorry I took us on a Kevin Durant tangent. Okay, well, we went on a little bit of a, a, Bad a path over here. Um, but we've got a simple me, AV. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my friend Amber, one of my co-hosts of Step Back Sisterhood. Absolutely. Amber. And Amber says, I'll give you a couple takes. No one is stopping the Lakers. Dame will lead the league in scoring. Russ might average a triple-double. I think Doc Rivers can make Embiid and Simmons work. The Warriors will finish top five in the West. About ten rookies will flex their muscles. KD is back. That's a lot of hot takes in one take. Oh, my goodness. A lot to unpack there. I mean, no one's stopping the Lakers. I have to personally disagree because I am a Blazers fan. But they do look good. Um, <laughs> uh, they have a lot of parts, but you never know where 2021 will lead you. Um, Dame will lead the league in scoring. Sounds good to me. I think that's uh, super interesting. I never even thought about him being the scoring leader. That would be great. I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, sounds great. Uh, Russ averaging a triple double. It's happened before. It could happen again. I think it's going to be really fun to have Russell Westbrook on the East Coast. Anytime a superstar goes East, I love it. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like we hold this like, oh no, we can't have another West Coast superstar that we talk about. But like, the second they're on the East Coast, they're fun to talk about. And honestly, Russell Westbrook is really fun to talk about. Um, and as much as we've seen beef on the court, I mean, you can love to hate someone on the court and then just think they're awesome off the court. And I tend to lean that way with Russell Westbrook a lot of the time. And I know that is an unpopular opinion amongst Blazer fans, but you know what? He's fun. He's hilarious with his kids. Have you seen their morning dance parties? Like, how can you hate that? Um, okay. Besides my Russell Westbrook tangent, um, ooh, Doc making Embiid and Simmons work. What do you think about that? I Can anyone make that work? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> I mean, I just I don't know. I'm just I'm still stuck on being sad that Doc Rivers didn't go to a young team. I thought he would be such a great coach of a young up and coming team. I just don't I the 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 76ers just kind of depress me. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just I don't know. Maybe I don't have much to say on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it happen. Why not? It's on the East Coast. Um, yes, there you go. Go East the, Coast. Yeah, woo! Uh, the Warriors will finish top five in the West. Based on the first 20 minutes of the game that I was watching, I don't think that's happening. But I don't know. Amber knows her stuff, so we'll see what happens. Um, and then 10 rookies will flex their muscles. I think that is a solid, solid yeah. take. Um, we, we've talked about this year's draft class before and about how everyone talked about how mediocre they were. And if I was one of them, I would just be sitting there taking names like mm-hmm. all summer, all those, you know, eight months or whatever that people were yeah. talking about how mediocre they were. I would be like yeah. oh, taking down notes yeah. about You know how Draymond can name everybody me. drafted in front of him? Those <laughs> yep. draftees should be naming everybody who said they weren't going to be nothing. Um. Because, watch out. And KD is back. And I think Amber is spot on. Uh, yeah. So, more hot takes. Okay, I'm going to read the next two because they are pretty short. Uh, Blazers fan 72, our friend at Hecubus01, says CJ will make the all-star team this year. And then Ken Cozy, shout out to Ken, who is a super fun member of the What Facebook group, says chemistry doesn't really have time to develop. You got to put everything in the microwave and hope it heats up quickly. Yeah. So, Let's address CJ making the all-star team. I would love that so much, but I don't think it's going to happen because 
two people coming out of Portland, unless they have a really, really great record. Um, but isn't the all-star team going to be Carmelo Anthony, Yusuf Nurkic, <laughs> Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Derek Jones Jr.? I forgot that that's what the plan And Covington? <laughs> so, like, I mean, we have seven of the all-star team in the West, so everybody else can calm down. <laughs> um, uh, I would love to see it happen. But you know what? If it doesn't, I love watching CJ do All-Star uh, Weekend coverage. And I know that we don't have a scheduled All-Star Weekend. They've canceled the one in Indianapolis, but technically it's not canceled. They just haven't quite decided. And if it's going to happen, it would be a March, according to Adam Silver, is what I heard today. Uh, but they're kind of taking things one step at a time because we live in a crazy time. Uh, so we'll see what happens with All-Star Break, but when all else fails... I think that the Blazers could just hold a dunk competition at practice. Yeah, I know. They have two of the best dunkers in the league with yeah. Anthony and uh, uh, DJJ. Yeah, I would, I'll would. i just say what I've said before, which is that I would love to see CJ make like a third team all-NBA rather than trying to make it like on popular vote. Uh, but then to what Ken said, so I've been thinking about this is very deep. Chemistry doesn't ha- really have time to develop. You got to put everything in a microwave and hope it heats up quickly. Now, disclosure, Ken is a Laker fan. So when I read this, I thought about it was super interesting because I've been thinking a lot about teams that do need to play together for a while before they can really contend unless you have LeBron. <laughs> Or somebody like LeBron, and LeBron is that microwave element. Like, yeah. if you have LeBron, then you can go into the microwave and come out ready mm-hmm. a lot faster. And I think Jimmy Butler was that microwave last year for Miami. And, like, to an extent that I don't think anybody kind of thought Miami would be at. But Jimmy Butler hit high on that microwave and was like, popcorn button. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that's a really interesting hint, especially coming from a Lakers fan, because I'm thinking, do they think they need more time to develop chemistry? How much has their team changed? Who coaches anywhere anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Where's time? Um, <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay. So we've got another take from Family Twine at, from at Family Twine. The Blazers are a top 12 defense this season, but not by making a huge change to their defensive philosophy and instead tweaking and executing better their traditional approach. They will show some different schemes, but not employ them consistently until the playoffs. Whew. There's a lot to unpack in that take, too. Um, man, I hope so. <laughs> I mean... I'm in a state. Of confusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, if everybody can figure out where they're supposed to be, I think, yeah. You know, I think by adding at the end that uh, they won't see it consistently until the playoffs, that kind of focused the whole thing yes, for me. Yes, it really did. And I was like, yeah, because I do think mm-hmm. that we're going to, when they need to have success right off the bat. And it's pretty clear that they're not going to have success right off the bat with this new defense yet. Yeah. So I think they're going to go back to what they're used to doing and it won't be that hard because, you know, they'll have Covington and Jones playing similar to, I mean, new and Harkless, like we've talked about before. They won't have to relearn everything. Cantor will look a lot better and then they'll try to work on it throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, cause they're not. It would be so painful if they were just like, nope, we're playing the new defense the whole time. Like, everybody would be like, but no, please make it stop. Yeah, and I don't I think can't. I don't think fans could handle the cognitive dissonance of, like, the excitement of the season and getting exactly the players that they needed to fill the roles and then suddenly having them go out and just look yeah. shattered. <laughs> the mental health of all fan bases, everybody just try your hardest and do what works mm-hmm. because we just need fun basketball and sad basketball is really, really it's better than no basketball, but it's still sad basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not, I think some players are going to be affected by no fans. And I think Nurkic is one of them. Speaking of sad basketball. Okay. But we got to move on. We got to push through and finish this. 
Britt Robotista, who is another one of the Step Back sisters. She says, few thoughts. Hope we do not have any major COVID outbreaks or issues with the players, coaches, staff. Going to be interesting to see the baseball format type games being used and hope it's successful. So, uh, and excited to see the increase in competition in the East and West. I love all those takes. I agree. Please, no outbreaks, no big yes. outbreaks, no players or their families or players, anybody in st- staff in, in, in danger. Or those uh, fans that are allowed in those six arenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, what she says about the baseball format, I believe she's talking about like, you know, teams going and staying in one place for a little while to play multiple games, you know, without having long series scheduled, it's not going to happen that much, but I think it will be interesting to see like when you don't have to like fly quite as much. Um, so yeah, I hope that's successful and yeah, I'm excited to see the increase in competition in the East and West. Send more superstars East. I am all for it. Yeah. Load up the East. James Harden, go East. Everybody go East. Go east. <laughs> um, well, we've got a take from Dia. Uh, I don't even know how I say all that together. I Dian- think it's at DeAndrean. Man, Tara's so much better at Twitter than I've I am. I've been thinking about it for a long time. <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, so Dia says, I mean, go big or go home, right? Blazers win it all. This is the year. I think Dame has a legit shot at MVP, as he should. And I think midseason trades end up surprising us. Check out my, oh, and then, then she shouts us out. Check out my sweet friend's podcast and post your own takes because we're always looking for takes. Um, and then hashtag Rip City. So, I mean, Obviously, I'm on the Blazers hype train this week. I mean, it's, we're recording the week of Christmas right now, and you know what? I believe in Christmas magic, and I believe in the Portland Trail Blazers. And wasn't that a sign that one of your child, children made one year? <laughs> oh, one of my children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm looking at it right now. He was like, I believe in Santa Claus and the Portland Trail Blazers. But the funny side, the funny thing is on the other side of it is a uh, much less cute sentiment, which is um, I had Kobe steak for dinner and it has a picture of Kobe's head on a plate. <laughs> Why is that not the side that's showing? <laughs> um, oh, oh man, because if Kobe loved nothing, it was that Blazer fans hated him. So yeah, he I probably would have loved that. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then I guess my our last take is going to be my take here. I think Derek Jones Jr. is going to repeat win the dunk contest. I don't know if there's going to be a dunk contest, but if there's not, he's winning it at a Blazers practice because we have the other one. Maybe they'll do it like horse. <laughs> yes. Um, I think Harry Giles will be the most improved player, even if official voters don't recognize it. We're come, we're here for you, Harry Giles, and we believe in you, and I'm ready for that potential and that ceiling and crushing through that ceiling. So it's all gonna happen, and I guarantee this one. Evan Turner will be the best dressed coach. This NBA season. <laughs> I hope he does one game, at least one game in his wrestling robe. <laughs> I, I hope he does multiple games in his wrestling robe, honestly, or different colored wrestling robes. I just, there are so many possibilities and I know that Boston might not be totally ready for it, but they should get ready for it because fashion is I'm what's going to so- happen. I'm so jealous that Boston got Evan Turner. Like, why did he go back to Boston? Like, he could have been a he could have been a tra- an assistant coach in Portland, don't you think? I mean, I if I had the money, I'd personally hire him to be an assistant to coach just for you just Blazer fans in general, <laughs> just to, just to hype us up, to help us out. We need fashion sense. Come on, Evan, you lived here. It's <laughs> it's just weird to see like him go back to Boston and to for like because like. You know, he, I mean, I forgot that, like, that that was such a high point for him. That was where he really played his best basketball. And that was where, you know, where he earned his contract that Portland offered him, um, because Portland needed him and they needed what he could do. Mm-hmm. And I wish he was around to throw lobs. So badly. <sighs> I mean, if you ever want to switch and become a player coach for the Portland Trailblazers, Evan Turner, 
So you can coach first half, throw lobs second half. We'll be here waiting for you. And we'll promise to not make you go on any elevators ever. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up there, Cassidy. Soon we will know whether any of these takes are going to come true. We're going to have that YouTube playlist posted and shared. And I encourage anybody who wants to add a song to tweet at us and tell us why they want to add that song. It's I, I listened to our uh, pandemic shutdown playlist not long ago. That was fun. The very first playlist that I ever did for the Blazers is a all Dolly Parton one from like 2015 or 16. It was from mm-hmm. a long time ago. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing these for a long time and they're fun. So please participate and tell us what you want to add. You can find me on Twitter at TCB Biggs. You can find the podcast at We Have a Take. Cassidy, you want to take us out of here? Yeah, you can find me at Cassidy Gamet, and we're starting the regular season. We're going to give a big shout out to our Portland Trailblazers, our Trailblazer fans, and our fans all over the place. We appreciate your takes. Thank you for sending them to us. Remember, we still have an email. Um, I don't remember what that is. <laughs> I think, so. oh my gosh, what is our email? We'll have to add it to the show notes. <laughs> is it is it hoops and talks at gmail? So our e- yes. So our email is hoops and talks at gmail And if that seems to bounce back, well, next episode we're gonna have the right email for you. Um, so until next time, go Blazers and enjoy regular season NBA. Because we're clearly still in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>